David Hall is the co-host of Mully and Hall, 610 The Score in Chicago. And I would guess, David, you're probably just a little bit busy. I don't know. There's just some some breaking news <laughs> going on up there in, in, in Chicago. Uh, just, I guess, first, your, your overall reaction to the trade that we expected. We just didn't know with who and where the Bears were going to end up. Well, we've been waiting for this for a while. And I think that Ryan Poles is a guy that has sounded very confident at the Indianapolis Combine. And this is what people... When the Bears were in the midst of a historically bad 14-loss season, this was the payoff. You wanted to get a lot of people in town, value that number one overall draft pick to maximize its value, to make it multiply. And now the Bears did just that. They acted quickly, they acted swiftly and decisively. And they made a trade with the Carolina Panthers that potentially gives them in return five, five players five bodies that could be contributors. And I think the most notable right now, because it's the one that you can count on the most, the inclusion of DJ Moore, the number one wide receiver for the Panthers, that makes everything else seem a little bit better. Yeah, so what do you think they end up doing there at nine? Do you think they go tackle? Because that offensive line obviously has had its struggles the last couple of years. And if you're going to evaluate Justin Fields with all these new weapons, you probably want to uh, protect him as well. Well, I think that's a good question. It's a natural one, but we don't really know the answer fully. And I don't know that we can, you know, say we can accurately know until they get done with free agency. I do think that you will be affected if you're Ryan Poles by what you're able to buy in the way of a free agent. Now, for instance, if Orlando Brown Jr. is there uh, in free agency and you overpay for him because you overpay for every free agent and he's your left tackle, you might not be as inclined to use that number nine pick at, as, on a left tackle because you have so many other needs. You stink if you're the Bears. You don't have a depth chart that has any depth. So you want to pl- <laughs> you want to replenish your roster with talent, and you want to move uh, move around where you're filling how you fill your needs. So if you go into free agency and you're able to address tackle, maybe defensive tackle or edge rusher is where you go. In the draft, if you're at nine, there's going to be a lot of different possibilities. Hey, let's face it. Jalen Carter, depending on how far down he drops, that's going to be a conversation the Bears and other teams are going to have that are drafting at a certain spot. And there's a different risk-reward calculus if you're drafting first and if you're drafting ninth. Were you surprised at the timing of this trade? Did you think it would get up closer to the draft? Or was this, I I thought this would take longer. I was kind of surprised that it broke when it did. Well, it's not, I'm not surprised you're surprised. I think mm-hmm. we all were a little bit because you look at history and it will show you that 48 days before the NFL draft isn't typically when you see blockbuster moves being made because typically what you want to do, as you guys know, you get closer to the draft. Even if you get on the clock, somebody is so desperate, they will throw in an extra pick or they'd be more willing to do something they're not willing to do now. I think what happened in this case was that you had two teams that were motivated by different factors, but still had the same level of motivation to get a deal done. The Panthers wanted to know what their situation was in the draft. Would they be able to get the quarterback they fixate on, whoever it may be, or if they couldn't move up, that may affect how they approach quarterbacks in free agency. The Bears, by the same token, now, I don't want to say it takes the pressure off, but it does a couple of things. Number one, it puts them in a different position at nine to evaluate a different pool of players, a different cloud, if you will. And secondly, if you're going to include DJ Moore, get him here, get him in camp, get him in the building, get him in the organization, get him working with Justin Fields. The sooner, the better, because if he is indeed going to be your number one guy and you wanted him all along, 
Why wait? Because Ryan Poles wanted to get two first-round picks in the future. He got a future first, and he got a second and a number one wide receiver, which I think helps compensate for not getting two firsts. And it's crazy how everything's changing in the NFC North because Mark Murphy speaks today. Aaron Rodgers most likely gone. He'll probably be a jet or retire or whatever. Minnesota's not going to get any better defensively. And the Lions are actually the favorites to win the NFC North. Do you think they should be? Do you think they're the team to beat here for the next couple of years while the Bears do do this rebuild? Or do you think the Bears could kind of rebuild quickly here on the fly? They're the sexy pick, aren't they? Because of Dan Campbell, because of Jared Goff, had a resurgent year. I'm not buying necessarily. I understand the fascination with the Lions. It's it's There's a novelty involved. Isn't it cool? Look, hey, Detroit's pretty good. Isn't that neat? I, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I, I, I know Minnesota, they're unloading. They're discarding. They're shedding payroll. They're getting ready to pay Justin Jefferson. I get it. They still, to me, probably would be probably be, be just a, a hair better than everybody else. But if you're the Bears, you sense an opportunity. That's the biggest thing. And when you are a new regime, like Poles and Eberflus are, what you're trying to do is now you now you created a culture and a belief system. Now you start to take that next step. You don't have to win the division in 2023. You don't have to take the North, as they say. But you should be more respectable, and you can't lose double-digit games again. Talking to David Haw, Hamully, and Haw. Six, let me try that again. Six seventy, the score in in Chicago. This has been this has been one of those nights. Uh, you add now, obviously, a number one wide receiver that's had three straight years as a thousand yard receiver. Darnell Mooney was the leading receiver for the Chicago Bears last year, but a lot of people look at him and say. You know, he's got he's got some talent. There's at least some potential there. How much of an improvement can he have now that you have, uh, you know, DJ Moore on the other side of things? It's a great observation. I think when you talk about roles on teams, whatever the sport, you know that guys kind of fit in certain roles. And when they're asked to do too much outside of their comfort zone, maybe it's just not a good fit. Darnell Mooney isn't a bona fide number one wide receiver on an NFL team or a passing game that's going to be even middle of the pack. Darnell Mooney, though, is a dependable, professional, reliable guy that on a sophisticated, competent passing game might be your third option. Well, now he is legitimately, maybe even second on some third downs. Maybe he develops a rapport with Justin Fields that makes him your go-to guy in the slot. He's got options now, and he doesn't have the pressure on him. And frankly, the defense can't focus on stopping Darnell Mooney and, you know, having bracket coverage against him because they got to worry about DJ Moore going down the field. Hey, Chase Claypool might have a bounce back year in 2023. And then Darnell Mooney finds, finds the holes in the defense, does what he does best because he's a really savvy receiver. And I think this role plays to his strengths. It's crazy that we're excited about the Bears offensively because for years all we talked about was the defense. How long do you think it's going to take to rebuild that defense? You know, how confident are you that they could get that thing fixed up here soon? Well, it was a year ago tonight that the Ryan Poles traded Khalil Mack, and it was the beginning of the dismantling of the once very good defense, and he was the first really big piece to go and the rebuild begun, had begun. But I think that the answer to that question, the fact that I can't really have a clear-cut answer answers it because when you don't know, you do know, and it's going to be a while. What the Bears have is a very competent young secondary. Kyler Moore, uh, Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, they're the four guys that you can win with. What they need is a front seven. You can buy a front seven in free agency. You can start that process, but you've got to draft wisely. That's why at number yeah. nine – 
I'm not inclined to think offensive lineman. I'm inclined to think defensive front. You have so many needs. And how often do you hear a general manager say, we want to be a free agent driven team? No, they want to be a draft driven team. So Ryan Poles is like everybody else. And that's how you win on defense. They need a three technique tackle. They need an edge rusher. They could use a weak side linebacker. They may get one of those in free agency, but I still think that when you look at the project that that is, how enormous it seems, they're still a couple years away from being a top 10 defense again. And they've got who they think, they hope, is their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. That's the reason why they were able to trade out of this number one overall pick. But now we're getting to the point where, okay, this is going to be year three for Fields. How much pressure is on him this year to really start to show tremendous growth, significant growth as their starting quarterback? I think there's enormous pressure on him. He's not going to be phased by it. He's shown the intangibles to, to be able to handle that. He's not going to, he's going to shrug at that reality, but it is reality because just like Jalen Hurts took a step forward for the Eagles because he had the infrastructure around him in year three, the Bears would love to see Justin Fields take a similar step. And you know what? Now there, there are fewer excuses and you can project out if they get that offensive tackle in free agency, if they add another offensive lineman and maybe a weapon to uh, in the backfield, maybe they bring David Montgomery back or not. But if you have protection, if you have a wide receiving core that's respectable, you have your special innate ability to to make something out of nothing, which which Justin Fields did for that middle five game stretch that basically represented his breakthrough season. You got to produce now because you know what? If you don't, you know what happens if you don't. Ryan Poles just got an extra first-round draft pick for 2024. He's going to have his own. And if you're bad, you'll be drafted high. And he'll have another draft pick relatively high because it's the Panthers. And you can use those two to move up because, hello, Caleb Williams. Welcome to Chicago. Because that's got to be in the back of everybody's mind. Mm -hmm. If Justin Fields doesn't take that step, the Bears at least now have a little bit of protection, even though nobody, nobody really wants to come to that. And I do believe in Justin Fields, but at least now it's not all. It doesn't feel like all or nothing. David, we only got about uh, about 50 seconds here. Uh, the Cubs win total this year is 77 and a half <laughs> wins. The NL Central, I think, is a dumpster fire other than the Cardinals. You think they could win 80 games this year, the Cubs? I do. I would go over. Yeah. I like the Cubs pitching and defense. Hey, I know they lost against the White Sox, snapped an eight-game losing winning streak. Spring training means nothing. <laughs> but I do like what David Ross is doing. I like the free agents they've added. They've got a good culture there. Take the over. Thank you so much. David Hall, 670, the score in Chicago. Thanks for coming on with us, man. I know you got a busy night.